Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Elemental Evan Show. Thank you all for joining me again on a Wellness Wednesday episode. Today, I am joined by a very special guest. This is Brian Grin. He is a intermittent fasting expert, which I'm super excited to dig in on. He's a wellness coach, an author, movement specialist, and host of Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. And uh, just honestly, an all-around awesome guy in just the short time that I've had to talk with him. So really excited to have him on. Uh, welcome to the show, Brian. Thanks so much for having me on, Evan. Absolutely. Um, first off, I always like to do a rapid fire questionnaire with uh, any guests that I have on to allow the listeners to get a better feel for you. So to start that off, uh, where were you born? I was born outside Chicago. Uh, yeah, just just outside Chicago, Illinois. So. Awesome. And then <laughs> keep it short. Yeah. Yeah. And based based out of just outside of Chicago as well. Yep. Yep. Deerfield. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Um, and then what is a favorite quote of yours? Yeah. So if you don't have your health, what do you have? Yep. I mean, like, like we were saying, <laughs> that's, that's the best quote you can have for this kind of a podcast, you know? Yeah, exactly. But it is, it's absolutely true. I mean, if you don't, if you don't have your health, nothing else is really going to matter at that point. Right, right, yep. yeah. And then uh, favorite book? Uh, I'm a nonfiction guy. I mean, I always recommend this book, The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. Yep, I, uh, I've, I've actually got that written down, so <laughs> I'll be looking into that one. Okay, good. Um, and yeah, so that's pretty much just uh, oh, going to cool. do it for the, uh, the quick <laughs> questionnaire. Um, but now to really get into the good stuff, uh, what got you in to, I guess we could start off with intermittent fasting as kind of like a health protocol but also just what got you into health and wellness altogether? Yeah. Uh, God, I think it's been something I've been interested in since like college, uh, just started lifting weights in college and, and actually end of high school. And I just, it was something that, something that drew, drew me to it. I mean, I tried doing the corporate America route out of school. It wasn't for me. So like yourself, I went to IEN, I went to a few other organizations and just got some certifications and I had some friends in the business and just started training individuals, you know, pretty much in a studio. And, um, and that sort of just drew my interest to building muscle. And then I realized that, you know, optimal, optimal health is more than just building muscle. It's, it's one piece of the puzzle. So I got into, you know, what to eat, when to eat and, uh, you know, fasting obviously is something, it's a protocol, like you said, it's a tool. Um, but it was something that was introduced to me by actually a client of mine who, you know, it was pre-diabetic and had, you know, some, blood sugar issues and needed a way to like, sort of, she probably pretty much tried everything. And, and fasting was one of those things that, you know, I think she started reading into like Dr. Jason Fung and a lot of his work. And, and so I just went down that rabbit hole and started learning about as a, as a tool for myself and then also for my clients to use as well. So, um, yeah, just ever since been, been, you know, been churning out content about health and wellness and trying to help people. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I, I really, I enjoy when, you know, you said you were uh, coaching people and then also like working on yourself. And I think that's one of the best ways to also get intrigued by health and wellness, because you can see like, okay, as I, as I tweak this or I do that, you know, I start to see this change, you know, or I'm putting on more muscle or I'm leaning down, you know, and, and it's really cool. Like, I like to think of it as we are kind of our own experiment, you know, and you can try out these new things and 
um, while not eating anything for, you know, 16 to 24 hours might sound kind of crazy. Um, there's a lot of benefit obviously in it. And, uh, what kind of, like, have you seen some, uh, specific benefits from fasting, uh, for yourself personally? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's interesting you bring up self-experimentation because it is something I talk a lot about because I just feel like now in the health field, there is, you can find what you want to find and you could, you could look and say, Hey, you know what? I want to be a fruitarian. You could find the best resources and all the great information, people that are getting benefits from that. And then if you want to become a carnivore, you could probably go that same route, you know? So it's like, you can find something that, that is going to be biased towards what you're looking to do. So I think it does come down to self-experimentation, finding out what works for you. Um, so I just, I'm glad you bring that up because I always talk about that on my podcast. Um, but yeah, I mean, fasting, you know, I think the biggest thing that fasting brought me was, just an appreciation for the food that I'm eating. Um, you know, I think when you abstain from something, it you 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 then draw a greater appreciation for it when you can have it. Because I just think nowadays there's food on every corner. Uh, you can get it. You know, obviously now, especially with like COVID, anything you want delivered, like literally Amazon will come probably in like ten minutes. <laughs> and I ordered it last night. You know, so it's like, I think that's the biggest thing it does for you. You know, people will say, "Oh, fasting's great," only because it you know you're restricting calories. Well you know, that can be true to some degree, but you know, what if you're eating the same amount of calories, you know, in that window? So I think, you know, the, the biggest things are, like I got right off the bat with fasting was the flexibility, the, 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 like, I would just say the way, how, how simple, how simple it is, you know, like I think dieting can be confusing. Oh, should I go this route? Should I eat keto? Should I be, eat high carb? Well, you know, in, in eating or not eating is just a simplification of, of it. And I think that that can go a long way and you can save time and obviously save money. So, uh, there, there are benefits from that, but you know, for me, I, I started, the main thing for me was the mental acuity. I think, you know, I like to do a lot of my work endeavors in the morning and I just felt like I was sharper in the mornings without having anything. And, um, and so, you know, we can go through all the benefits and then some people are in a lot of these are on animal you know, models. But I think if someone's never done fasting, maybe just experiment and and skip a meal and just see how you're feeling or, or even just back up breakfast a little bit or however you want to do it. But, um, everyone sort of has their own unique story when it comes to that. Yeah. And really quickly, you mentioned your podcast, uh, for all the listeners, if you haven't already listened to his podcast, please do. So I'm going to link it in the show notes, but, um, some incredible information on there. And yes, in terms of, yeah, no, absolutely. Brian, you put out some amazing stuff. So uh, happy to have you on the show, but uh, yeah, shameless plug, right? But <laughs> honestly, and uh, as far as the fasting goes, yeah, I think while even I, I find myself getting caught up in the health benefits of fasting, and that is one of the main reasons I even got into fasting. Uh, yeah, the just the sheer sense of going without, you know, and finding that appreciation for food, you know, and it's like so many religions have fasting you know, intertwined in their practices. And it is it's it's uh, for for example, I did a, a three day fast, it was a, a liver cleanse. And uh, actually, you were allowed to drink apple juice, because it was supposed to help like break down stuff in the liver and the gallbladder. Mm. However, I went all three days without drinking any apple juice. And on the last day, where you can have the raw unfiltered apple juice, I went ahead and had some sips of apple juice. And it was the wildest experience with food I've ever had, you know, like, when that apple juice hit my taste buds, it was like, I tasted better than I've ever tasted any other food. 
it like literally lit up all this stuff in my brain, like eyes widened. It was, it was super wild. And mm. also when you're talking about the, um, the mental benefit, I remember on, on day two, I had like a little bit of a headache and stuff. So I was, you know, taking some, uh, some salt, some high quality sea salt to get a lot of the minerals. Um, but by day three, it was wild. It was mm. like, I was so tuned in, uh, every, it was Literally, I could be walking and then I would have it almost felt like a wider than a 180 degree vision. Like it was almost like even more than that. And then uh, if I wanted to, I could like look at a tree or an ant and it would like focus, hyper focus mm -hmm. in. It was so incredible. And, and I did a few meditations and stuff and it was like zero mm -hmm. trouble quieting the thoughts. It, it was incredible. Um, yeah. So there's so much to do with with fasting and honestly, just like if you don't know what's what's bad for you, I mean, if you're fasting, you're just not putting anything bad in you, right? <laughs> right. Now, and that's a good point. I think a lot of people might, not might, but will get gut relief from it. If you know, if you think about all the food we're digesting day in day out, such an energy drain um, on the digestive system. And you know, if you are sensitive to something, it is sort of a good thing to do just to just to sort of give your gut some relief. Yeah, and actually. Yeah. Uh, that's a point I didn't even hit was after that cleanse. Uh, obviously, I was I was detoxing the liver and stuff. Um, I ended up having to drink uh, olive oil and lemon juice to finish it. But um, that's a whole other story. But for about a month after that fast, I had some of the best digestion I've ever had in my life, especially coming from a person who's dealt with a lot of gut issues. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It was wild. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, everyone's on their own little journey when it comes to that. Um, you know, I think it's a tool to have, you can overdo it. It's a stressor, right? It's a stressor, but it's, I think it's something that's, that everyone should just experiment from time to time, because like, for example, we talk about religion. So like yesterday was, well, I know, I don't know when this is coming out, but I fasted for a day yesterday and I haven't done a day fast in a while, uh, for the Jewish religion. Um, and I was like, Oh, I wonder how I'm going to be. And it was like seamless. And I think for a lot of people, it's not that way. And it, I think there's like, there's freedom and this like, um, kind of, you know, just like this, um, flexibility of knowing that you, you don't necessarily need to eat if you don't like, if, if you don't cause of time or cause of anything else. You, so I think there's, there's this freedom that it gives you as well. Yeah. Not having to, you know, for example, like time your workouts around, like when you're eating or, Oh, I need to stop eating. So, you know, at a certain time for bed or whatever it, 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 yeah, it takes some mental, um, gives you more mental energy back. You know, you're not, you're not thinking about more stuff. Right. Um, right. but so, and then also in terms of, you know, you were saying like, it gives you appreciation for food and, um, it's more of like the, the mental capacity that you, you enjoy, uh, does that also play a role in, for example, how you, um, really talk about like hormetic stressors as well, like, like ice therapy or hot therapy, uh, does that also play a role? Yeah. I mean, those are all obviously stressors. And, um, I think that it's good to just pick maybe one and do it every so often, you know, there, there's, um, there's something to be said about being uncomfortable for a little bit and, and how you can just sort of build up, um, you know, build up that mental strength to overcome something like that. Like I do cold plunging, but I do it intuitively. I'm not like plunging all the time. Like yesterday, obviously I fasted all day. I, it wasn't a day that I was going to actually do a cold plunge. Right. Um, I, I'll pick and choose when I'm going to do it, but, 
Um, I think these are all great things just to build resilience and uh, just a way to sort of um, make the body stronger. Um, again, these are tools that they, they're, they're stressors. So you want to do them in, a, in acute periods. You don't want to chronically do them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big fan. Yeah. I love, I love the plunge. Yeah, I, I do as well. And I'm glad that you, you mentioned, you know, not, not stacking all of them together because, um, I was just hearing recently, um, I can't remember who it was exactly that said it. Um, it might've been Andrew Huberman, but he was talking about stacking too much, um, of like mm -hmm. things that release a lot of dopamine and how that can actually be bad for you in the long-term effect, because it can like deplete your dopamine, you know, and, and then you can have this like kind of come down effect from it. And so he was saying like, to be a little bit like, if you're going to do something that spikes dopamine, just kind of choose that one thing, you know, and, and just, just go with that for that time, you know, so you're not overstimulating yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think a little bit here and there, um, is, is it, it a little goes a long way. Let's just say that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then also in terms of, you know, uh, intermittent fasting, I mean, I I've talked about it before, but what would you say is the best way for someone who has never started it before, uh, for them to get into intermittent fasting and, and give it a go, especially if they're just completely not metabolically flexible? Yeah. Uh, there's a few ways. I mean, I think it's important to maybe before you even get into fasting is to start cleaning up your diet, maybe a little bit. Um, just because I think that'll make the fasting easier. And if you start to eat just like whole single ingredient foods, um, and you know, a lot of quality proteins, healthy fats, and you know, whole, whole food carbs and things like that, if you'd like that, that's, I think a good place to start. And then, and then from there you can transition into maybe pushing back a meal. Um, you know, I always say breakfast, but again, some people love breakfast and they want, it doesn't have to be breakfast. There's actually some studies showing that early time restrictive feeding is more effective because, you know, you don't want to eat too late in the day, close to bedtime. So whatever it is, but if you want to, you, let's say you do want to skip breakfast, pushing it back sort of, um, an hour every you know, few days and until you, that's how I did it. But again, there's no perfect time to do that, but yeah. So I think those are the two best ways if you're looking to start is clean up your eating and then gradually ease your way into fasting. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the, the cleaning up of the eating makes a huge, ha has a huge impact. Cause if even for myself, if I have a day of really bad eating and then I try to go do like a, you know, a 24 hour fast, like you get all the cravings and it's just so much harder to have that mental resilience when, you know, constantly your mind is just thinking of like eating. So, um, yeah, yeah, cleaning up the the diet is huge and also, yeah, like you said, um uh cleaning up the diet helps with basically not having those cravings and you know, one of the big things I see is like I think of of people who shall not be named, I don't want to throw them under the bus, but family members of mine who uh you know, they they don't have that mental resilience yet where they're like I need to eat, you know, and it's like you don't have to eat, you mm -hmm. know, but you are having crazy cravings, so I understand that, you know, but I think uh, cleaning up the diet is is going to help you have that mental resilience to really push through when when you start getting that late night craving. Yeah, yeah, and and also too, if you have a day that maybe you're a little bit busy, uh, th those are times where maybe you you can can do some fasting because we all know we've had days where it's we're really busy and we we don't even look at the clock and we're like, oh, we just skipped the meal, we didn't realize it. So a lot of it's just in the mind. Yeah, yeah. Also, sorry, uh, kind of jumping back here, but. Yeah. Um, the client that had showed you intermittent fasting, so they were doing it because they were pre-diabetic. Did they see a lot of uh, 
lot of benefits in terms of, you know, helping out with their, with, with their issue there or. Yeah. Yeah. Her blood levels get got back to normal. And yeah, to this day, I think she still does it to some degree. Um, she was, she really got into it. She was doing some extended fasts and, and, but she was being guided by a, by a, like, I think a naturopath helping her, you know, making sure that she did it right. But, um, I actually interviewed her, her name's Rita Spivak and, uh, yeah, she, she's, um, she's been doing great since then. So. That's incredible. Yeah, no, well, congratulations to her. I mean, that's, that's really awesome. Uh, yeah, like we were just saying, you know, it's like when you're not putting bad stuff in the body has time to fix itself, you know, and, and take care of it and rebuild what it needs to rebuild. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, and then one thing I heard you speak about, and I actually want to really dive in on this for myself personally is, uh, working out in a fasted state. So I personally, uh, tend to do workouts in a fasted state, hmm. but I haven't heard too much, uh, information on if that's necessarily good or bad, or like the benefits of that. Would you mind like, kind of like diving in on that? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. You'll, you'll talk to different people about this. I think it depends on a couple of things. I think it depends on the type of exercise you're doing. Um, if it's a intense strength training workout, I'm going to say there's some benefits to having a little bit of, uh, nutrients in the system. Um, you don't want to be in a, so, so much of a catabolic state going into an intense workout. Um, and again, this could be a self-experimentation thing that you could do, Evan, you know, I've messed around both. I've worked out fasted. I've worked out not, you know, with, with a little bit something in, in the system, um, so I think it depends on the workout. I think if it's going to be some low level cardio, you know, walking, light jogging, I think fasted is, you know, if anything, it might enhance some fat burning. Um, and, and, but I think that if you're doing some maybe moderate intense, um, workout and, and there's strength training involved, you might want to have a little bit of something, um, in the system, even if it's just like a, a, a protein shake or something like that, just to help with you know, signaling and, and, and getting those amino acids. in, so you're not, you know, you're sort of taking full advantage of the workout. Mm -hmm, right. Yeah. I know. Um, so a lot of the times I will like try to look at, okay, what were, you know, our ancestors of like way back doing, you know, and you know, you'll get some of those people saying like, oh, well, um, you know, they were probably in a fasted state while they were hunting and it really exerting themselves, you know, and to a degree, I'm like, okay, I can understand that with, you know, for example, on day three, I had this crazy ability to focus on stuff, you know, and it's probably because it's like, yo, we need to get some food in our system. So mm -hmm. let's zone in, you know, all attention is, is here on, on gathering or hunting or whatever it may be. But then I also think of it like, well, that is a, a physiological response of our body that is like, you know, helping us to survive. It's not necessarily saying it's the yes. best way to maybe put on muscle or to, you know, be at our you know highest level or whatever it may be. Um, yeah. Like obviously like a bodybuilder, they want to be just completely fasted all the time if they're trying to really pack on muscle. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think you can learn ancestrally what we, what we've done, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's optimal. Right. 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 We, we have so much more access to information to how certain, you know, substrates affect our body and, and, and how we can get the most out of having energy, you know, having optimized hormones, but just because they did it ancestrally it doesn't mean it necessarily was optimal. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I also think that 
you know, uh, going back to the whole diet, what diet's best, you know, it's also comes down to, well, what do you want, right? Like, are you trying to build muscle and get huge? Then, you know, a higher protein diet is probably going to be something you're going to want to do. Or are you more in it for a religious purpose? Okay, well, then if you don't want to kill animals and eat them, then, you know, obviously a vegetarian or vegan diet or whatever might suit you better. And, and we can, you know, customize it to really fit you and, and help you perform your best at that level, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, it does come down to your goals. And, and you know, I'll, I've had people on the podcast who are pure carnivores, and they're thriving. Um, and I just had recently, it's not published yet, but look out for it. If you listen to it, I have did a sort of a, a friendly debate between a, a keto guy and a, a higher carb bioenergetics guy, Jay Feldman, and, um, and then uh, Dr. Diagostino, who's pretty well known in the keto space. And I'm actually just getting it ready to go out, uh, should be going out tomorrow. So awesome. By the time this comes out, it'll, it'll be already be out, but we're going to do a part two. We got, it was the first part was like an hour and a half. Uh, he had a cutout Don, but, um, so yeah, so it's like you, you hear perspectives and you hear studies on both ends and it's like, okay, well one day you could think one thing. <laughs> and I think it comes really back to what you said. It's like, you know, there's, there's carnivores now who are adding in fruit and honey you know, yep. they're, they're realizing that in order to maximize energy from the body, they believe that they do need to have some carbs, but the, you know, there's people who don't go that route and they just go pure carnivore and it works for them. So got to find it, got to find it, but it does just take patience. I think, right. I think that's the one thing that holds people back in anything when it comes to eating is, is give it some time, see how you feel. Like I'm going through a little bit of that of myself, just figuring out what, what works best. And you're always in that. I feel like I'm always in that mode, but <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. And also, yeah. um, I've heard that, you know, the body can get, um, accustomed to a certain diet or, or, you know, if you're just eating purely, um, specific foods all the time, your body will get used to that. And, uh, by switching it up a little bit can actually help you out, you know, and, and throw it off of its, uh, you know, off of its track and make it have to, you know, figure things out and get back on track, you know, and, and so kind of having that little switch up and, and even with uh, fasting, you know, not doing it all the time, like throwing right. it in there occasionally, you know, or, or however much works for you. Yeah. I mean, you hear this trend of over dieting, I think that's the name of it, over dieting where they're, they're actually, you're over consuming per mm -hmm. se. I mean, who's to say everyone, we know exactly how many calories you should be getting, right? Like, I think that's sort of just a, a, a pie in the sky thing to, to know exactly how much we should be getting, but I do think it's not a bad idea to track and see where you're at, you know, maybe do it for a couple of weeks on a chronometer or, or, um, and any other app you want to use and just see where you're at. Cause you know, you might be feel like, you know, you're under eating a bit and overdoing it with some of these stressors and maybe go a few weeks and feel like you're over consuming a little bit and, and just see how that feel, you know, how makes you feel and, and how your, you know, hormones are affected and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Comes, comes back to the experimentation, you know, and it's, it's one of those things where there's not really going to be just a uh, one answer for all, you know, unfortunately we can't just give you a pill that does that. Right. You know, it's, it has to come down to um, trying things out for your body and finding the best route for it. But I think it's honestly, personally, I find it kind of fun, you know, like yeah, seeing what yeah. works, you know, and, and seeing that change in your body and, and just seeing how amazing like our biology is and, and yeah, just absolutely wild. Yeah. I mean, it, like you said, the body can adjust to what you do with it. And, you know, so it's like, yeah, whatever route you go, it'll adjust. I think it comes down to, you know, maybe measuring and seeing, maybe taking a DEXA scan and doing some blood work because, you know, you're it, like you said, your body can just 
you know, you can go carnivore and feel great for a while, but what if your blood numbers come back and you have, you know, low thyroid or who knows? I mean, I know that's not for, you know, for everybody and some people thrive on it, but you might not, who knows, you know, you got to sort of test and see where you're at. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And it's also, um, you know, I talk about the blue zones a lot and, uh, their, their diet, you know, it's primarily plant-based. Obviously they have a lot of fish in there and, and different things like that, but it's also, you know, they're not, bodybuilders they're not elite athletes they're they're longevity you know they're living to 100 plus you know and so it's kind of just once again like what do you want to do with your with your diet you know and then also on top of that like who are you communicating with what's your community like um who are you spending your time with um you know how what's your mental health your emotional health your spiritual health like yeah <laughs> all the good stuff starts then playing the role too yeah. No. Yeah. It, it, it all plays a role. I think number one is like sleep. You know, you, we all, it always comes back to that and, and making sure that you're getting quality sleep. And I think that's something that, that should be like first on everyone's mind. Thank you so much for saying that. Yeah. Sleep is, I, I mean, it's definitely getting a lot of, um, you know, a lot of attention, at least in this realm, but mm -hmm. it's still something that I think so many people do not understand the pure importance of that, you know, and just how much, uh, of your health is related to your sleep and mm. the recovery, like all the, all the wear and tear that you're putting your body through. Like, you know, if you don't have the time to take care of that, like it's just going to build up and get worse and worse. So yeah, absolutely. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. I mean, I think it just has to be a priority. It's like anything you prioritize, you're going to, you're going to put your energy and effort into, I mean, uh, so prioritizing sleep. And that means just having a, you know, a, a sound morning routine, a sound evening routine, and really honing in on that before you talk about any of this other stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, one thing I, I did want to also talk about was the hormonal aspect of, uh, of, of doing fasting in terms of the benefits of it, but also maybe the difference between, uh, you know, a female and a male who are fasting and what the differences would be there for both of them. Yeah. I mean, hormonally, uh, obviously, I think a lot of people look into fasting to decrease insulin levels, right? Um, you know, high fasting insulin is obviously not a good marker to have. And it's, you know, fasting is the most efficient and consistent strategy to, to decrease insulin. Um, it's been shown to increase growth hormone, increase noradrenaline and, um, you know, these counter regulatory hormones, which, you know, can, can obviously like yourself, that's, that's what was probably going on a lot with you was, you know, obviously our body's not going to shut down when we're in a fasted state because we need to find food. It's a survival. And I think it also inc can increase cortisol a bit. It's been shown. So that's why I think you can overdo fasting. Um, and because it does, it can take a toll on some of these hormones, um, and it can be overdone. So, um, you know, I think that's first and foremost, but, um, individuals who start probably say, you know what, I want to, I want a way to get my insulin levels down. So I'm not like in like fat necessarily like fat storage mode all the time. Um, and I think if anything, a lot of people have the issue of eating all the time. So I think cutting out a little bit can go a long way. Um, so th those are the main hormones. I mean, as far as men and women, I think that, you know, it's one of those things where it, you, there's some women who have, who can thrive with fasting. There's some that don't need to do it as much. Um, you know, and so I think I'm not like an expert with women, but I will say that like hormonally, you just have to keep an eye on it because it can take a toll on thyroid. Um, you know, 
last thing you want to do is get into some hypothyroidism. Um, I know that can, that's been a sort of a, a, an effect of overdoing fasting and under eating calorie restriction, which I think can happen probably more in the, in the, in, with women than it can with men. So if you are going to do some type of fasting, make sure that you are consuming adequate, adequate calories within that eating window. Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, I don't have a ton of science backing this up, but just from what I've heard is, uh, Definitely for females, uh, fasting during their moon days is something that is typically not something that's recommended as mm -hmm. well as, um, the female body literally is able to reproduce a human being. Right. And so, right. uh, going too long of a period in a fasted state, like let's say someone's doing, um, one meal a days, you know what I mean? A, a female specifically, right. And they go like a week or more doing that. The body is then going to get in a mode where it's like, okay, um, you know, we're not receiving enough food and mm -hmm. we are not, in, you know, there might be a famine, there might be a war going on. So it is not the time to reproduce. So let's go ahead and shut things down. Like let's, let's not make ourselves, um, able to reproduce at this moment in time, which obviously reproduction is a sign of very good health. So, right. um, yeah, I, I'd always try to like, if, if I'm talking with someone on fasting, uh, specifically with a, a female, yeah, I always try to like, okay, well, let's break it up a little bit, you know, and, and on the moon days, like, hey, take it easy. If you got cravings, like just, you know, go ahead and enjoy a little bit, like it's not going to kill you, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's so wild. The biology, once again, is just crazy. Like, <laughs> so much to it. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, I had uh, uh, Megan Ramos on, and they have, uh, she's with Dr. Jason Fong. And, you know, she has they work with plenty of women and that have a lot of success. I just think they might just have to ease into it a little bit more and just be a little more aware of, of, um, you know, like you said, uh, menstrual cycles and things like that, um, that can take a toll regarding fasting and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. But nonetheless, I mean, still good. Obviously there's so many benefits and, and, uh, it's just like, you know, it's the experiment you know, knowing your biology, um, and trying to be as in tune with your body as possible. Um, did you now do you, happen to know if there's any correlation between like fasting and even testosterone level uh, levels or anything like mm. that? Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I mean, you know, I think everyone's a little bit different, but it, um, you know, it's been shown, I would say, actually, I shouldn't, I'm not going to cite any studies, but, um, you know, it's been shown to increase growth hormone. Um, you know, I think if you overdo fasting, for a while, you know, I would keep an eye on your testosterone, you know, um, because, um, you don't want to overdo it because you'll get that rise in cortisol and things like that could happen. Some of these stress hormones. So, um, I'm not going to cite any necessarily studies. I think it's something that you should measure. And then if you are going to do some fasting, just keep an eye on it. Um, because obviously if you're talking about middle-aged males, I think number one important is preserving and maintaining muscle mass as we age and not getting any sarcopenia. Um, so, you know, fasting is obviously that you're going to be in a catabolic state. And, and so someone that is 40 plus 50 plus years old, you know, yes, there's, there's some great benefits to fasting. And I think it's a great tool to have, but I also think, you know, you're not 25 years old anymore. And perhaps you should focus a little bit more on protein intake, you know, just having healthy whole foods and, and making sure that you're, you know, you're, doing some, uh, resistance training. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, the, it's, the only reason I really asked is just, uh, hormones and testosterone has been something that I've been 
pretty interested in here recently. And, mm. uh, you know, I, I heard that in the last like 30 years, the average uh, testosterone in males has gone down by like 30%. Mm. Um, and so just, you know, it's a, it's a big topic at the, at the moment. Um, and so, yeah, I was just curious if like, you know, fasting was able to like increase or do anything like that. But, oh. um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to make that claim. I mean, yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. yeah, I think that like the, probably the reason it's gone down is, is a lot of the toxins that are in our, that are maybe, you know, like even like the microplastics and things yes. like this, that that could cause that. And just the, the, the influx of vegetable oils and processed foods that, that could be causing this decline in testosterone. I think if you go back to eating, you know, whole foods, single ingredient foods, um, meat, wild, you know, grass fed meat, if you can get it, wild fish, um, you know, maybe some raw dairy would be great if you could do that. Um, you know, things like that. I think that, that, that would probably be the biggest bang for your buck as far as helping with testosterone. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, it's the eating whole foods, cooking at home, uh, essentially eating like we would have maybe ate a couple hundred years ago, you know, is, is going to really be most beneficial. Cause like you were saying, there's people who will eat from sunrise to sundown. And, you know, aside from maybe the last, like what, 70 years or something like that has never existed in humanity where you could have access to food from literally the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, like so yeah. wild, you know? Um, and, 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 you know, and, you know, stress levels too. Or to yes. take a toll on testosterone. So, you know, being, you know, being, having some type of mindfulness practice, which I know you practice, Evan. And I think a lot of guys and even women, like I try to get my wife to do a little bit of yoga and things like that. I mean, I think it's something that, you know, even if it's just like 10 minutes of some type of meditation, I think that can take it, uh, you know, play a great role in, in getting optimal health. Oh, absolutely. No. Th and thank you for saying that. I think we, uh, you know, it's kind of like, with everything, once you live your life a certain way, you just kind of adapt and think it's the the normal, you know, and right. in terms of uh, eating like fast food back in the day when I was young, like I would eat fast food and it was like, oh, my my gut acting up like this is just my normal. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it, it just becomes uh, the the usual. Right. And then once right. you shift that, you know, now if I go eat fast food, I'm like, oh, my God, this is this is rough, you know? Um, and I think it's the same yeah. thing with stress. Like you live your life in such a stress, like a low, low to high level stress that you don't even notice you're so stressed and your shoulders are here and you're right. breathing only in your chest. You know, like if you just took a second and breathe and you're like, oh my God, like I'm, I'm relaxed and this feels amazing, you know? Um, so thank you for hitting on that. That's such a huge point. Yeah, no problem. I had a, uh, Avi Greenberg on my podcast and he was great. He'd be someone that maybe if you want to talk about breath, and mindfulness practice. Uh, I did some breath work with him over like four sessions. And I'm telling you, it's amazing what you can do just with your breath. I mean, these things are, everyone has, 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 has it to their, their disposal and it's free. And, and I wouldn't say it's easy. It's something you have to work on, but it, it can, it can really go a long way. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I would love to, um, get his information after this, uh, cause sure. the, the breath is in incredible. Um, uh, yeah, I, when I went for my yoga teacher training, that's when I started doing a ton of breath work. Uh, we would do like an hour of it every single day. Wow. And at first it was, you know, kind of just interesting. And then man, a few days in, you're just like, Whoa, this is so <laughs> wild. Like all I'm doing yeah. is changing the rate and pace and, you know, mm -hmm. way I'm breathing and it's absolutely having a physical effect on the body. Totally wild. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much most of my questions on the intermittent fasting. But um, is there any other points that you've been 
uh, or maybe any things that you've been interested in lately or mm. uh, working on that have really been piquing your interest at this moment? Well, uh, you know, I've been doing a little bit of self-experimentation myself. I've been fairly low carbon fasting for a while. I am introducing um, some more carbs into my life and seeing how I how I perform in the gym and how I how just like overall, you know, I took a blood test. I took a I took a DEXA. So I'll probably be reporting back in a few months. It's been I've been doing it for about a month and a half now. And so we're going to see how how it, how it all plays out. But, you know, mainly adding in more like fruit, a little bit of honey here and there, maybe some potatoes um, and uh, and just seeing how I how I perform and how, you know, hormonally I wasn't anything crazy. My, you know, my blood work was pretty solid, but, you know, I just wanted to see how, you know, thyroid and liver and everything just responded to that. So we'll we'll have to see. Yeah. And that's, that's really, um, you'd mentioned that earlier too, is like testing for like testosterone levels and stuff. It's really the best way to know is to actually to measure right. it. Right. And so that's really cool that you're doing that. Um, uh, actually, is there a specific like blood, uh, panel, uh, company that you use, or is it just through your local hospital? Yeah. I mean, if you could go through your, your physician, that would be the best, but I sort of paid out of pocket. Actually, uh, there's a company called Merrick health, um, and I use their, their, their like fundamental health lab panel, uh, which measured like literally everything, everything. It's not cheap, but you know, you do it a couple of times a year. I, I feel like it's worth it. You know, everything from fasting insulin to all the, you know, sex hormone binding globulin and IGF one and APOB, a lipid panel, mm. uh, vitamin D iron cortisol. So, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's honestly crucial. Like if you want to, I mean, obviously you can just pay attention to how you're feeling and looking and all this, but to really, really know the numbers. Yeah. You got to get the blood work done, which is really cool that you're doing that. I know, um, for myself, when I go, I try to stay mostly low carb and, and just getting my carbs from, uh, you know, from whole food sources, obviously not trying to eat a ton of bread and, and, and right. crackers or whatever it may be. Uh, but definitely, the low carb seems to work pretty well for me. Uh, I was really surprised. Um, I did the elimination diet and one of the things you have to take out is gluten. And I really thought gluten was going to play a pretty massive role in how I felt. So, uh, I did go ahead and get just like a really clean sourdough bread, which obviously, you know, it's a little bit more fermented and all that. So, uh, I was surprised though, when I ate it, like zero blow, nothing like that. And, and that, that was really surprising mm. to me because a lot of times when I do eat carbs, I get like a heavy bloat going and just, yeah, just not feeling at my best. But, uh, mm. uh, the, the, the sourdough bread seemed to work for me, which was interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think, it, and you know, if you make your own bread, I know there's like bread baking kits, that's like the best way to go, obviously. And, and the sourdough bread, I had a uh, Dr. Bill Schindler on, um, and he, he, he has like a, bread making company, I think, and they make a lot of different things. But um, yeah, if you're going to, I would say you probably don't need to eat bread, but if you're going to have it, make your own, that'd be the best route. A hundred percent. I know people they're like, oh, well, what's the best kind of bread that I should eat? And it's, you know, it's kind of like, well, you know, maybe you should look into alternatives, but I do, I tell them like, look, if you're going to buy a bread, I would go with sourdough and also look at the ingredient list. If it's more than like five ingredients, right, like don't right. buy it because if you make sourdough, you know that your starter is literally water and flour. And then mm. when you bake it, you just add more water and flour and, uh, you know, maybe salt. That's it. That's all you need, you know? Right. Yep. So. Less, in, less is better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always. Less yeah, absolutely. Better. Um, 
but yeah. Okay. Well, uh, that's pretty much all of the questions I have for you today, Brian, but, uh, okay. this has been an absolute pleasure having you on. Uh, I thanks so much. Yeah, no, I, I love talking about obviously health and wellness, but, uh, fasting very specifically and uh, a little bit of the cold, cold exposure and, and, and heat and all that good stuff. So, uh, thank you very much for sharing your information on here. And if you would please, you know, share where people can connect with you at, um, any, sure. you know, events coming up that you might have or anything like that, that'd be great. Yeah, no, the best place would be briangrin.com. And that's, you know, B-R-I-A-N-G-R-Y-N. And all my stuff's pretty much there. You can, you know, Instagram, BD Grin. Um, and I'm on all the other social media platforms as well. Um, yeah, that's about it. I have a book coming out hopefully in the next month. So it'll be a PDF book. Um, and uh, I'm excited about that. So that'll be all about just like pillars of health and things like that. So excited for that. Amazing. Uh, and what, what was the name of that book? Yeah, the name is... We're going back and forth. I think it's going to be eat like a king and look like a prince. Love eat, it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so but oh, uh, yeah. You know, I, yeah, we've had different iterations. So I, but I think we're going to fall around there. So no, that's cool. I, I like that title. Um, <laughs> and you also have a few other uh, like books out as well, correct? Well, I had a kid's book that came okay. out a few years ago. So uh, the magic zoo, that was more out of just f fun. And I have nieces and nephews and so, but it, it, it is, it does teach health in a fun way with animals. And, and so if you do have kids, it's a, it's called the magic zoo. So. No, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, also too, just tapping into your creative energy right there. Yeah. Yeah. No, that cool. was, it was fun. <laughs> awesome. Awesome, Brian. Well, Hey, thank you so much for everything, Brian. Um, I definitely would love to stay in touch and maybe have you back on the show or, or something sure. along those lines. So, uh, yeah, that'd be fun. Thank you very much for hopping on here. Thanks so much for having me on, Evan. It was great. Awesome, Brian. Well, you already know the motto of the show, do everything with good intentions and connect to your elements. And let's just say, go ahead and do a little bit of fasting as well. Mm -hmm. All right, everyone. Peace. This podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. Evan Roberts is not a medical professional, and this podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Statements and views expressed on this show are not medical advice. This podcast, including Evan Roberts and any guests on the show, disclaims responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained in this episode. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a medical professional. Thank you.